This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, movie friends. Welcome back to Raiders of the Lost Podcast. We are going to do a live reaction to the new Andor trailer. That looks pretty good. That looks honestly way... Streaming September 21st, three-episode premiere. That's pretty cool, so they're dropping three episodes at once. All right, my immediate thoughts are... It looks solid, like something that I've been wanting because Boba Fett was very like much a kid's show. Mandalorian I like a lot. And then Obi-Wan was kind of like a blender. It still kind of felt like a kid's show at a lot of times. But this seems like the most mature thing that Star Wars has done for the TV show so far. This honestly looks way better than Obi-Wan, to be honest. And it looks like it's really big in scope. Tony Gilroy is actually show running and directing a lot of this show. He's an excellent writer and director. He's uh, Dan Gilroy's brother. Uh, he got nominated for a lot of Oscars for Michael Clayton. He's made a bunch of great films, so he's a really talented guy. Uh, just to see him take the helm of this show, I think it's a really smart hire by Disney. Get a veteran, experienced filmmaker with high-caliber talent in terms of creating great films. And it looks like he, Gilroy is really injecting that into this film. He's a terrific writer as well, so uh, this looks like it's a lot of fun. But has a great serious tone to it. Uh, the one thing I've had, the one con I've had to a lot of Disney Plus shows is they do have a a more youthful approach in terms of they're looking. It feels like it's made more for families and for kids than for adults. This looks very adult. I like yeah, it. Yeah, and Tony Gilroy, he's an awesome filmmaker. He's a yeah. great writer too. If you like the Bourne franchise, he was one of the main writers on that franchise. Mm. So excellent franchise of writing. So it seems like it kind of felt sort of like Bourne-esque in terms of like the espionage going on, obviously with Cassie and Andor. And so this will be a prequel. Andor is an upcoming American series created by Tony Gilroy for Disney Plus, a prequel to the Star Wars spinoff film Rogue One. So now the the spinoffs of Star Wars movies are getting their own spinoffs. It's a spinoff of a spinoff. And then this will probably get a spinoff. <laughs> it will. And so the, the se- Andor universe. <laughs> <laughs> the series will follow... Thief-turned-rebel spy Cassian Andor during the five years before the events of the film Rogue One. So it'll probably it's, show- it's Andor Origins. Origins. Cassian Origins. <laughs> and so it'll, probably, it'll obviously tell the story of how Cassian got involved with the Resistance. And also I hope they keep it dark in terms of the character of Cassian because at the beginning of Rogue One, he's a murderer. He kills somebody, obviously, to protect important information, but still he kills an innocent person to protect that information from getting in the wrong hands. So I hope they keep... The moral ambiguity of the character that he had in the first act of Rogue One because he went through a great transformation at, by the end of Rogue One, sacrificing himself and giving up his life to save people and to, to keep the resistance going to get the information for the Death Star destruction. So I hope they keep the ambiguity moral compass of Cassian Andor, but everyone looks phenomenal. So we have Diego Luna returning as Cassian. 
Then we have G- uh, Genevieve O'Reilly as Mon Mothma, who's a senator who tries to navigate the politics of the Empire while secretly helping to found the Rebel Alliance. Stellan Skarsgård, our guy as Luthen. We don't really know much about the character. He seems like an ambiguous character as well. He could be helping the Resistance or not. We're not sure yet. Uh, Adrian as Arjona as Clea. Denise Gu as Deborah Dedra Miro, and then Kyle Soller. He's reading this for the first time, y'all. Yeah, I'm on. (laughs) (laughs) And then Forrest Whitaker is reprising his role as Saw Guerrera. And again, they did a pretty good job, what it looks like with great de-aging and makeup effects on Diego and Forrest Whitaker. And in terms of the production, so Dan Gilroy, Tony Gilroy is the the showrunner and director of uh, a bunch of the episodes, but his brother Dan Gilroy, he's also a great filmmaker. He most famously made uh, Nightcrawler. And uh, that other Jake Gyllenhaal, that art film on Netflix about the uh, art. Velvet Buzzsaw. Velvet Buzzsaw, yeah. Awesome director. So Tony Gilroy and Dylan Gilroy are directing episodes along with Bew Willimon. If anyone doesn't know that name, he's the writer and showrunner of Netflix's House of Cards. Oh, no way. So terrific director and uh, and excellent writer. I mean, the, the writing in House of Cards' first two seasons was remarkable. So this is a really stacked production team. I like how the Disney seems to be giving the reins to established filmmakers, you know, Robert Rodriguez, Deborah Chow, you know, giving them the reins for their entire season. I think that you can look at uh, True Detective as a prerequisite for what we're seeing now where Carrie Fukunaga, Carrie jo- um, Joji Fukunaga, he made that entire series the first season and directed every episode, uh, produced it all himself, and it was his vision and I think that was a, a really great establishment for what's happening nowadays where we're seeing, you know, miniseries have become so popular now and having a filmmaker direct or basically produce and showrun the entire uh, series, not just like a TV showrunner, which is the way it used to be. There were people who just made TV shows, but amazing filmmakers being in charge of the entire vision of a show. I think that uh, True Detective was a really uh, a fir- uh, an early sign of that. Now it's happening pretty often. I think Disney's making a smart move, hiring such talented filmmakers to make this show. Yeah, David Fincher with Mindhunter is a great example. Yeah. Where that's why he ended Mindhunter. We won't get any more of it because it, he was he directed a few episodes. The first couple episodes set the tone, but he was the main producer of that show and involved heavily with everyday production. But it was he said it was twenty four seven seven days a week for doing the Mindhunter show. That's why he had wow. to stop doing it. So you have to be very involved with this new style of show running. And also recently, like Steven Soderbergh with the Nick, he ended. Do- he stopped doing that because, like, he probably was like, "I don't want to do it anymore." Yeah, it's too three, much three work. seasons. I'm, I'm out. Too much work. So it's it's great to get world class filmmakers making an entire series of this. And like I said, it, it seems like the most mature thing that Disney Plus has put out so far between Marvel and Star Wars, which I'm highly intrigued now. But uh, I'm wait. I'm waiting. Where's the baby character? Yeah, no baby character. <laughs> no baby. No character. baby character. The CGI looks pretty solid. Yeah. And the aesthetic looks a lot like Rogue One from just watching the, the giant interstellar ships, the Death the Destroyers in the sky. It looks great. The production design looks a lot like Rogue One. So I think they're just trying to capture more than any of the other Star Wars films. They're just f- basing it off of Rogue One, which is I think that's the right move. Also, it's smart to give Diego his own show because he's such a high talent. Uh, Diego Luna. Diego Luna. He's fantastic narcos mexico a lot of great mexican films one of my favorite movies Mama tambien uh, is amazing performance he's a terrific performer so to give him his own show i think was a really smart move by disney and rogue one i mean whenever we do content for rogue one it gets so much love from people and a lot of people say 
it's one of their favorite Star Wars movies in the entire universe of uh, Star Wars films. We had a great episode where yeah. we kind of went back and forth because I really love Rogue One. And you think it's great, but you think it's a little overrated. Yeah, yeah. If you want to check out my hot take, then go oh, check we went that back episode. and forth on check it. Check that episode out. But I think that giving Diego a show was a really, really smart move by Disney. He's such a talented guy. Uh, and I can't wait to see what he does. Excellent actor. I love him. And obviously, we got glimpses of, you know, present day issues socially we have clearly the trailer showcasing class systems between uh the impoverished or lower class versus upper class the fat cats in the senate diego luna's character cassian's clearly a migrant who's in a new world a different a different environment probably different social hierarchy that he's trying to uh sneak into as a spy we assume the first five seasons the first season begins five years before rogue one and tells Andor's story when he first becomes a revolutionary. The next four years are then covered by the second season, which leads directly into the events of the film. Gilroy approached the two seasons as two halves of a novel. Luna said the series was about the building of a revolution, and it instead it was important to explore the revolutionary we can become to change things, to stop war, to make this world a livable place, which he felt was relevant to real-world issues. Gilroy stated this guy gave his life for the galaxy, right? I mean, he consciously, soberly, without vanity or recognition, sacrificed himself. Who does that? He wanted to to explore that idea in the first season beginning with Andor being really revolution averse, cynical and lost and kind of a mess. So I like the like we I said earlier, I hope they keep him ambiguous about his intentions and where he's leading because we know where he ends up, but it's a fascinating character to explore how he got there for sure. Also, another casting for this is Alan Tudyk Tudyk is actually reprising his role of K2SO K2SO, who was uh, the droid in Rogue One, a fan favorite for the droids of Star Wars. And so it'll be a lot of fun to see him back. He was very charming in that role. Also, Fiona Shaw, uh, you know her as Opportunia. She's also excellent in Killing Eve. Great to see her in this cast as no, well. I was like, this, I haven't seen yeah. her in so much stuff. I've never watched Killing Eve. Uh, if anyone hasn't seen Killing Eve... Make it your next watch list. Now, it looks so much like Rogue One because, like we said, we they're basing it off of that. It's a prequel to it, but Luke Hull, who served as the production designer of Rogue One and also was involved with the creature, and Neil Scanlon, who did the creature and droid effects, are also doing all that production design and droid effects for Andor, so that's why they'll have the same team. It looks like it's like its own separate universe Rogue One aesthetics. And I like that it, there's not going to be anyone with... um lightsabers no powers it looks like it just like normal people which i am i'm all for I'm, I'm all for for a show just like one of the reasons why mando works so well is because it's just he's just a guy in a suit and i mean he interacts with superpower people event like here and there ahsoka and then luke uh, but i think this show not having any people with with a uh, uh, powerful abilities will be a, a strength to it. And Nicholas Bertel, who has, oh, does wow. a ton of great TV oh shows God. and movies, he does Succession, which are brilliant musical scores and compositions. They're just like modern day, like great classical compositions. So I recommend checking them out if you've never heard his music before. He also does Barry Jenkins. Yeah, films. so he does a lot of great movies and TV series. Yeah, he did Moonlight. Um, so check him out. But I'm excited to hear his score for this. Doing a Star Wars movie, he's getting the Disney money. He's getting paid the Disney money. <laughs> he's like, yo, I want the Disney paycheck. Now, this, <laughs> this series is scheduled to premiere on Disney Plus September 21st, 2022, which I think wow. at the end of the trailer, it also said three-episode premiere, I think it just yeah. said. So three episodes right away. It's pretty amazing how Disney has learned that they don't have to put any footage out until like uh, eight weeks before it's moved, before it's released, even less than eight weeks. Just like uh, same thing with Thor. I think they've learned. Plus, they're putting so much content out. I don't think they want to distract people uh, from what they have coming out. 
by putting like an Andor trailer out six months ago. So maybe just like they're going from project to project and not releasing anything. I don't even. I think they just released a photo in this past year, and that's it. The title. Just, just a photo of. There's a title for a long time. Yeah. So I think it's smart of them to just minimize the marketing. It's gonna be on. Everyone's gonna know about it within a week. So you have to minimize it because they have so much stuff coming up. People <laughs> would forget about it. Yeah. So it's like there's no point marketing it early when we have to market all this other stuff. So mm. it's coming out in a month and a half. Let's start marketing it now. That's. I think that's their go-to. Yeah. Plus, it's gonna, it'll show up as a, the first thumbnail you see on Disney yeah. Plus for weeks. Actually, really excited about this. You yeah. know, I'm pretty, I'm pleasantly surprised cool. by that trailer. It looks really good. I think, uh, I think it looks like a step up from what they've been doing the last year. Now, so. everyone, let us know what you thought of the t- first trailer for Andor, a prequel to Rogue One. I believe it's called Andor Origins. Origins. <laughs> Revolutionary Origins. Origins. <laughs> looks sick. We love Diego Luna. Great cast. Great production. Obviously, Dana Gilroy. Dan I mean, Gilroy. Tony Gilroy. Tony Gilroy. <laughs> so pretty excited about this. Coming out soon. Stay tuned. We have great episodes coming for you this week. And take care. Bye, y'all.